Welcome to the King's Herald podcast, the one that in the back of my mind I still want to call by its former name, so I have to get used to. But I'm not going to waste any time today with pointless ramblings, whatever, in the intro. I'm just going to get right to my very special guest, Blake Ellington, without whom none of this could have been possible. Like, we all played our part, but Blake, we could not have had this new website without Blake. How's it going, Blake? Um, not bad. I'm, I'm open to hearing some rambling from you at the beginning too. Like, you know, feel free. <laughs> oh, do, do you have anything that's just obscure right now that you want to get off your chest right off the bat? Um, no, not really. I'm, I'm just, uh, like everybody else trying to find shows to watch on Netflix and stuff and <laughs> making my way back through the Marvel series with my son. So that's been kind of enjoyable, but no, I've noticed lately a lot are doing that. Is there any great Netflix things you've watched lately? Um, not really. I mean, I, it's interesting. I feel like, you know, at some point, you know, these shows and stuff are like going to actually, there's not going to be any production. So I've been like actually wondering like, well, soon there's not going to be new things to come yeah. out. So I wonder how that's going to play out. I'm guessing a lot of like game shows that people can play from home or something in fall if this is still going on. That's my yeah, prediction. Probably so. Yeah, like you got John Krasinski doing his little pot talk show. There'll be a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. And SNL doing their at home stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You just like no one wants to watch a Law and Order show on Zoom. So <laughs> those are the ones I'm curious about. Yeah. <laughs> no, we. Like I said, I'm I'm not overstating this. Like you were, we all you listened to all of our ideas, but you were kind of like the brainchild that put this. You and your crew put all of our ideas from the name to all this onto this website that people are reading. Hopefully every day. Um, how great is it to just have this out in the world right now after months of us planning? Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty rewarding. And you know, before we get too far, and I just want to say that you know. I work with some talented developers on my side and, you know, I just sort of manage that process. I can do some web design stuff, but we had some talented folks behind the scenes and Ryan is one of our main developers and you may see him from time to time in the comments, uh, testing things and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, that and along with the overall feel and the look of the site and everything came up with brainstorming from everybody on our team. So, you know, it was a big collective effort from everyone. It's I'm not trying to take credit for everything here because there's a lot of talented people and everybody on the King's Herald team played a big part in this. So uh, very appreciative to, you know, work with everyone and ever, all of us sort of brought this to life. And yeah, the been, a, been up a couple of weeks now and launch day was exciting and also pretty <laughs> nerve wracking at the same time. So, um, uh, just excited that it's up and going and everybody seems to be enjoying it for the most part. And I think one thing that it reminded me going through all this is I think people think that like building a website's easy. Like you drag, like I took angel fire classes 20 years ago, whatever you just drag stuff in and all that. But no, every single like color, every single little pixel is just so much code and stuff. 
And this reminded me of that, just all the little adjustments we had to make. And, oh, it seems like it should be something you could just drag something. But no, you had to have your crew just like work for every small detail. And it's just amazing that it all comes through to this. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot of coding and stuff that goes on that, you know, is pretty time consuming. And, you know, one of the things that we wanted to make sure of um, when the site launched was, you know, this is largely about having a robust uh, Kings community and the ability to have fans sort of interact with each other in the comments. I mean, that's what makes um, the site what it is. So um, we put a lot of time into trying to make sure that it was going to be kind of a seamless process for our readers to make an account and then be able to interact with everyone uh, right away. And um, so that was a big focal point that took quite some time to sort of get the comment section itself uh, outside of just the overall look of the site uh, down so that, you know, people would be able to come in and start commenting and enjoying themselves and being funny and the way that everybody is right away. So that was a big undertaking um, to try to get that up and running. And it's still a work in progress. There's a lot of things that we want to do with it. Yeah, I was, I was just looking at the comments the other day and thinking about I I love the way that it I don't know what I don't even know how to put this to words, but I just I think it's a very clean comment section. And I know that was a concern of ours when we were just still in the idea stage. I'm glad that we were able to implement that. Yeah, um, I'm pleased at how it turned out too. Um, you know, we have the ability for everybody to sort of upvote and downvote and um you know, you can sort by newest comments and latest comments. Um, there's still some things, like I said, that we want to add there. Um, I don't know if you saw recently, but all of the comments that are get five votes or more now are sh shaded in green. So you can kind of have those, those comments stand out. Um, eventually, we want to get those to be purple. Um, so it's just little stuff like that that we're continuing to add um, and I will say um, <laughs> this is kind of a ongoing thing that we have going on behind the scenes is that there, there's something with websites called cache that you know if you if you don't clear your cache on your phone and on your computer you may not see some of the updates on the site itself so I did when I came on this I wanted to make sure anybody who who is listening and re comments regularly knows that if you want to see the latest version of the site, make sure that you are every now and then uh, cleaning out the cache on your phone browser or your desktop browser. And what that means basically is just clearing out your history. That's that's essentially how you clear out your cache. Um, so, and then on desktop, also you can go to File and uh, open a private window, and then that'll if you open the site on a private window, that'll do it too. So. Um, every now and then, just keep that in mind. Um, if you aren't seeing things like the shading of the of the of the comments with five or more uh, likes, then that could be why that is. Um, so, just I just want to make sure that people know about that. And it's been driving Acus actually crazy. We have this ongoing joke about you know how often we have to clean our cache and. If somebody's not seeing something, they have to be reminded of that over and over. So it's kind of an ongoing thing behind the scenes. 
I feel like that's good advice just for the internet in general. I have to do a lot of YouTube videos for my day job, but just posting them and things I'm writing and stuff. And I've noticed if there's an emoji in a YouTube title that unless I close my browser altogether and reopen it, that that title is going to be on every search I do for the rest <laughs> of the day. Yeah. But that, that's Google. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cash is kind of annoying, but that's sort of necessary in a way on sites, but yeah, just something to keep I, in mind there. I'd assume launch is like the most satisfying moment through all of this for you, but what before that was like when you realized, Hey, this is awesome that we're going to put this out into the world. Was it near the beginning? Was it the, that first prototype you had? What was it? Yeah. I mean, I think right when this originally started, we put together kind of a mock-up of what the homepage would look like. And then everybody sort of looked at that and liked the look and feel. So once I saw that and everybody agreed to that, it was, you know, that, that was an exciting moment to where, you know, now we had, what we wanted to look, what we wanted to look like. We had the logo, we had the name, and then it just took, it was a matter of actually building it, but that was an exciting part. Um, and then launch day was definitely, you know, there's a lot of excitement there and also quite a bit of nerves because then you're wondering like, okay, this whole thing could melt down on launch day. And we did have a few hiccups there with <laughs> the amount of traffic that we had and we had to update, you know, our hosting and everything because of it so it was for a couple hours there it was a was a little nerve-wracking on the back end try to just troubleshoot everything but it was exciting just seeing everybody and i talked to greg about this the night of the launch it was just really um i think rewarding for all of us to see everybody sort of reuniting in a way in the comment section and just being happy to see each other and you know, actually just having, hey, how you been type of conversations. Saw a few people doing that. So, you know, it's one of the reasons that we all do this is for the community of the, mm -hmm. you know, in the comments. So that was nice to see. That's, a, yeah, I know that's something from the very get-go that we really wanted to push on this new thing. And for me, I'm answering my own question here, but for me, I think that logo was when I was like, wow, this is real. We have all these ideas. I'm I'm the master of having a million ideas that never come into fruition. But I think once I saw that logo, I was like, this is happening. Well, your alternate logo with your face on it, I think, was my favorite. Yeah. Well, and I'm was... if I'm being honest, I'm still a little bitter that we didn't use my face as the logo. Hey, I I've wanted it behind the scenes, already. too, but, you know, we got voted down. What are you going to do? But I, jokes aside, that when I pictured a logo... I don't know. It was like more this idea that I pictured. And then once I saw what we had, it was like, that's what I wanted. And it's great. I love it. It looks like, I don't know. It would look great on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's something that we have in the works too. So we're trying to roll those out too. Um, but yeah, no, the, the, uh, the, uh, the logo was exciting even before that, you know, and Tony had the post about it, just selecting the name itself. I mean, just coming up with the name, the King's Herald, was a an accomplishment. I think our first collective accomplishment in this process. So um, there was milestones like that along the way that are pretty interesting. One of the funny parts when we were considering that that I was always trying to think of was people like you who are at the game, <laughs> and if we had some weird name, <laughs> so someone basketball like basketball hell, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> just asking a serious question. Blake Ellington, basketball <laughs> hell. <laughs> yeah. That is one of the more memorable names that I think uh, Rudy came up with, right? Or he didn't come up with that name. It was just a reference to that. Yeah. Um, would you, would you, I got ire for this. Would you, if you said uh, Blake Ellington, King's Gazette, would you have felt weird saying that? Um, not necessarily. Why would why would I feel I, weird? Is this just supporting your argument for that name? Is that what we're doing? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You're supporting. <laughs> my... No, I'm glad we arrived at King's Herald. I just it was my idea. So no, I have no, no issue with King's Gazette. To be honest, I like Gazette. It's just a fun word to say. All right, then I guess we're changing the name now. Okay, yeah. That's not going to be any problem, right? No. Quick, <laughs> quick rebrand. Yeah. But we we did this, I think, incredibly quickly. quickly. Is that kind of unprecedented to, you know, December 15th, whatever the exact date was? And by April, we have our own blog, our own everything. Is that? That seems very quick to me, but maybe it's normal. Yeah. Was that like a very quick time to make all this happen? I mean... Yeah, considering, I mean, I don't even think that we got started actually working on the site and everything until after the holidays anyway. So I think it was maybe second week of January or something where we started to really work on things. Um, so, yeah, you know, four months. Um, it was it was a quick timeline um, and adding things in like the comments and, you know, that aspect of the site is a challenge. but. Um, yeah, I think it's it's a testament to everybody coming together, and that's one of the things cool things about this is is that all of us have come over to the new site, and you know, and we're able to work through all of the hurdles that we had to get through to bring bring it to what it is now. So, um, yeah, it was a I think it was a good team effort, and everybody deserves credit for that. So. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a, a quick timeline. It was a little stressful at times trying to set set milestones, set deadlines, and then actually meet those. And um, we had set April as the launch month, uh, but when we <laughs> announced that, we didn't necessarily have a specific day. So things really started to ramp up around that time when we said, "Okay, we are launching in April." So uh, I know it put some added pressure on things. I know I touched on this in the last episode, but I, j I was just thinking about the context in which we were launching. How at one point it looked like there could be a possibility we launched in the middle of a playoff hunt. A another scenario was we launch when they're in full tank mode. But no, this this launch was <laughs> unlike anything we expected. That we are launching when there's no basketball, no news. Do you think yeah. that helped or hurt? Well, it definitely made it unique. Um, and <laughs> one of the things that I was, I, one of the things I meant to mention earlier, but um, I think it was an opportunity for us to actually uh, help out in ways. Because, you know, one of the things about this site is that we're, for the most part, all of us are in the Sacramento area and we care about the area quite a bit. So um, that sort of brought on the um, fundraising campaign for the, uh, Sacramento Food Bank, which now uh, looks like we raised a little over three three thousand dollars for for the food bank, which is 
you know, thousands and thousands of meals for folks that are really struggling right now with everything going on. So, um, you know, uh, it, it was it was a way for us to help use the platform and the site um, to help out some folks that needed it. And, you know, I'm, I'm pleased that it turned out the way it did. And thanks to everybody that helped donate to that campaign. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, launching a site, a sports site with uh, no sports is certainly a thing. <laughs> yeah. How satisfying will it be when you're able to get in an arena at some point and be, really be able to see the fruits of your labors because you're going to be able to go represent us and talk to players, do all that. How satisfying will that be? Yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun just to, you know, get, one, it'll be good just to see folks that I've seen around the <laughs> arena for quite a while. That I haven't seen in a long time now. And then, um, yeah, to actually not just me, but have everybody to be able to actually write about basketball again, um, uh, I think is going to be pretty cool for all of us just to actually talk about something that's <laughs> relevant at the time and actually have analysis that is based on something, not the past. Um, I think it's going to be pretty cool and it'll be an exciting time for our site in general and all the readers and everything. So definitely looking forward to that. Then while we're on the site, before we move on to other things, I know there are a few things you really wanted to talk about just that are coming that you've just launched because the site's changing every day. Um, what are the latest updates on that front? Yeah, so, I mean, the site isn't, obviously, like I mentioned, it's not a finished product, and one of the benefits of us sort of running the site and, and managing it on our own is that, you know, it's probably never going to be a finished product. We're always going to try to add things based on feedback and things that we want to do, but we just can't yet. Um, a little bit of news on that front is um, right now um, you're able on desktop you're able to scroll through the comments by pressing the letter K on the keyboard. Um, it's not where we want it to be yet. I don't think anybody knows about it yet, but um, it allows you to basically comb through the comments thread by thread, not but not yet individual comments. So that's something that we're still working on is where you can press K and then it filters down through each comment, which means sub-comments too. Right now you can only filter It'll take you down the page by comment thread. Um, and then we're also working on trying to be able to press a letter for all the new comments as well. So that's something that we're working on. Um, it's not finished there, but um, we have that going. And, you know, there's things that we added just yesterday, like we just added a button on the home page at the bottom for to sign up for our weekly newsletter, which goes out every Friday morning. So if you want to, uh, get that, uh, click on that button and sign up. And we also expanded the number of stories on the bottom of the page that you'll see now. Um, there's six there instead of three. So just little things like that that we keep adding, um, you know, you may not see, especially if you don't clear your cache. So remember that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just do that occasionally every now and then. And maybe you'll see new things about the site. Yeah, that's one takeaway I'm taking from this. Clear your cache. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ask Akis about that. He'll, he'll remind you, too. And just one other content-wise, I know we have some fun ideas that we're that we're planning on launching in these next couple weeks. 
next couple months, whatever. As far as video content goes, if you've paid attention on Twitter, we've tried a couple game streaming things. We've got some ideas. Animal Crossing fans, keep your eyes out for that. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited to see some of this new content on the site, the words, the programming, all of that. But, yeah, it sounds like we have some good ideas there for a lot of video stuff. I think we're going to have, a, sounds like pretty some robust streaming stuff. And when the season gets going, I, I think we're going to have kind of a, trying to really expand on the type of stuff that we're doing. So um, in addition to just just straight articles, we're going to be doing a lot of that stuff. I, and I'm going to be a broken podcast too. So I'm going to be a broken record here, but if you have ideas too, share them with us. Like you, the listeners, if you think of something that you think would be fun on there, share it with us. It doesn't necessarily mean we can do it, but I mean, we might get a great idea and we will definitely talk about it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it, whether it's in the comments or on social media, any, any feedback or this goes to the website too. If you're having any issues with things that aren't working or you see something that could be updated, you know, we, we sort of have a running list of things that we'd like to do. And like you were saying with content, obviously, but also just changes to the site itself. So anybody who has feedback there, it's more, more than welcome. And I, I'd imagine, especially the technical stuff is the stuff you want to know about. So you can, cause there's always going to be an error. Every bit of code is going to affect the balance of something else. I imagine. And that's, just yeah, we've been happen. pretty, we've been pretty lucky over the last, you know, since what it was the 21st when we launched, we haven't had too, too many things break or anything like that, but I'm sure it'll eventually come down the line. So yeah, <laughs> let's, Let's move the clock back a little bit now and talk more about just your experiences leading up to all this. this I know you've been on this show before, but this is your first time with me as the host. Let's kind of run back to like, what got you to where you are today as far as covering the Kings? What what was your process there? Did you just one day decide, I want to cover the Kings, or was it a longstanding thing you wanted to do? I was just uh, a fan of the team and um, always loved to write um, and uh, passionate about journalism myself. So um, I combined those two things in my own site for a while. I had my own blog and I got credentialed through that, um, gained access to cover the team on my own site. And then I had sort of uh, started hanging out on STR and uh, built a relationship with Akis and uh, Tom Ziller at the time who was on, who was a manager of the site and he offered to bring me on kind of as the first credentialed member of STR. And I've been doing that pretty much ever since. So kind of how it started and, you know, I've enjoyed it a lot Been able to, see a lot of cool things and interview a lot of people and you know I find it very enjoyable and I take writing about the team very seriously and try to be as you know obviously accurate and um, try to present stories um, that maybe fans may not see or hear um, anywhere else so it's been enjoyable for me and 
I, I always be, I've always enjoyed being part of the group that uh, the STR that covered the team, and now, you know, it's just it's it's morphed into this, which is you know very rewarding, I think, for all of us because we've been able to take all of that and essentially just transfer it over here, and now we have our own thing, which I think is pretty cool. What era of the team was it when you started covering it? Um, it was around the time where uh, Tyreek and Cousins came onto the team. Um, around that uh, transition between the two of them is kind of when I first started writing about the team. Um, and then shortly after the all of the relocation saga and all that stuff is when I started to cover the team for SDR. That must have been, I don't know if bittersweet's the word, but like as someone with a passion for journalism, you're not going to get anything on the court as hard-hitting as two relocation sagas in one year. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh... That was quite the time. Yeah, that was a uh, very interesting and obviously gut wrenching for a lot of people. And uh, yeah, just seeing that story play out and what happened with this city is uh, pretty amazing. Actually, what happened. So yeah, seeing it firsthand, you know, you, you see a lot of interesting things and something that I will never forget, most likely. So um, yeah, it's just been. I didn't know things like that and just being able to see the transition from Arco to Golden One and just seeing the building be constructed and then covering and being able to be there for the first game there and all of that stuff's been pretty uh, you know, interesting and something I'll always take with me. So um and sort of having being able to write about the team and S T R and having you know meeting everybody on the team and all of that it's just been kind of a cool experience for me as a, in general so being able to transfer that over into this now is you know pretty cool yeah i think that's one of my favorite things to being involved with sackdown royalty is all, all the content and stuff obviously but just the people you get to meet through it it's not like and just the fans yeah, fellow writers maybe other writers you come in contact through just because of it but I love that. And even just like when I was a lurker, just kind of building this community. I wasn't a lurker that long before I started writing. But yeah, that community that we've stressed so much is amazing. Yeah, and I think it goes back to, you know, the power of sports, really. I mean, and I think an element of that is why the, the city fought so hard for the team is because there's that element of community that you get with this and the community we have is a subsection of the larger fan base but um, it's just you know what having a professional team can do for a community um, to bring people together uh, it's, it's unique and I'm glad you know we just had the anniversary of the news um, of the team staying and um, you know, every time that happens every year, it's just a reminder of that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Now is you, I forget what your official role is. You can 
role wasn't if you were the director or whatever you made small market big heart during the after the first relocation drama um is that still available for consumption on youtube or whatever yeah it should be it should be out there um yeah and i work with james ham on that um, that was an exciting process um so yeah like i said I've just, <laughs> so I've, i i don't know the kings have just always been a big part of my life um and it sort of morphed into what it's become um and i'm still enjoying it you know it's i've had different elements of what i do related to the kings but um it continues to be a part of my life just like all the rest of us and just like i think that's like i said i think it's pretty unique um you know just be, being a fan and then also being active like all of us are it's just i think that's one of the reasons why it it you know pushed all of us to make all of that make this happen essentially because we were looking at the possibility of it going away and that's part of the reason why i i wanted to do this so much it's like this community and everything that's been built up up until this point and all of us that put so much work into it, it just can't go away, you know? So yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's sort of bittersweet that it all came to, came together the way it did. I think going back to everything you're saying, talk about this community and just your own opportunities. I think a lot of times when people talk about a small market sports team, basketball team, they talk about it almost in a negative connotation, but I think this is the positive side of that equation in that I think just being part of this small market, it makes, it makes you all seem closer. Like small blogs aren't necessarily going to get in if you're in LA or New York, whatever. Um, we might not necessarily have the same opportunities if we were in those markets, but here it's like, it seems like we're all part of this big dysfunctional family. <laughs> And we're all connected somehow just because we are a small market. And I think that's the part that's cool about being in that. Yeah. And, you know, the the challenges that a small market team has comes with it, you know, and you, you have to go through the, the down times, which in Sacramento, what, that's been 15 years now, unfortunately, but um you know, going through that and everybody sort of expects that from the Kings now and everybody's okay with that. They're still a fan. They still care about the team a lot, um, which also makes that, I think, unique about Sacramento and small market in general. But, um, yeah, I mean, that bond that everybody has um, is just a cool thing. And, you know, uh, it's definitely unique for a small market and, I do think it's going to be kind of interesting when when the, when Sacramento gets their their pro soccer team up and running, how that team sort of assimilates into um, the market and how the synergy is between the Kings and them. I'm looking forward to seeing how that sort of happens when that gets off the ground. Yeah, I'm looking forward to finally paying attention to soccer. <laughs> yeah. No, no disrespect, soccer. I I like soccer. I've right. just never gotten into it. Yeah. Like I've never felt a connection. I like the local feeling of having a team here. So there will be more motivation to do it. Hopefully we'll be able to do something with that once it happens with the site even. Yeah, you got to brush up on your soccer knowledge there. Well, I've, I downloaded FIFA on my Switch a while back, so I 
Should be go. an expert that's pretty soon. Yeah. I think that's a real thing. Now it's what has been I mean talk about relocation. What's been your favorite thing to cover since you started talking about the Kings? Like favorite situation, favorite year, whatever. It can be one specific thing or just a broad time. Maybe it was relocation in a weird way. But what's been your favorite? Um, well, I don't know how to define favorite. I mean, there's games that stand out, like you know, like Bogey's game winner over the Lakers and um, Tyreek's shot from half court. <laughs> like those things stand out. Um, but all the relocation stuff, I think, was um, really unique and sort of gut wrenching, and you know. Um, you were always on the edge of your seat about the latest news and all of that, who's going to be interviewed and who has an update on what's happening. So that whole process was um, really memorable, I think, for me. Um, but as far as games and stuff, you know, the, the, the teams, the, the team, uh, the, the Michael Malone team with Cousins, when they seemed like they were on the right track, was kind of, <laughs> fun to cover for me just because and I've said this before like I've I keep waiting to to cover a good team because I don't know what that's like essentially so <laughs> I'm looking forward to trying to find like different types of story angles and stuff from a good team and like that locker room dynamic um that I haven't been able to write about because the team hasn't been good um so, you know, that, that team with Michael Malone was the first time that it seemed like that they were turning a corner. So I was in my mind, I was thinking, okay, maybe now we're going to experience that and I can, there'll be new story angles and we'll see, we'll see <laughs> what it's like to actually cover a good team. And then we all know how that went. <laughs> they um, turned a corner. <laughs> yeah. Right into a wall. Some corner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, and I think, you know, the expectation was going into this season that, that you know, maybe that would be happening now. Um, and we still don't really have an answer on that just because they seem to be seem to be heading in that direction at the end of the season. Now it stops. So, um, yeah, but for that reason, to answer your question, I think um, that turn of the – even though it was only like a month, I think, in that season, like the beginning of the season. Yeah. Where, the team was actually it like was 500 so and then like that was the gold standard at that time but um, like last last year was fun for a stretch but even then i don't think there's been a more fun stretch than before boogie got meningitis that year <laughs> yeah, yeah that's it, depressing yeah. <laughs> that's the motto of being a king's fan yeah that's depressing <laughs> yeah i think I mean, Boogie must have provided some entertainment while he was here, being in a locker room. Oh, yeah. I was there for some of those classics. Uh, <laughs> um, he was every, what everybody thought he was, you know, behind the scenes. <laughs> so. Is there a player that is especially fun to be around in the locker room that fans maybe don't know about or might not Costa. necessarily see? Costa? Costa, yeah, he was hilarious. Um, one, because he basically, he had his thing was like, if you ever tried to interview him, he flipped his switch into like the cliche mode. Like, 
spouting off both teams play hard and all those, <laughs> you know, basic answers intentionally. You knew you knew he was going to do it. Um, so that was funny that he would do that. But then when he wasn't being interviewed, he was hilarious. Um, just a very funny, charismatic guy that, um, because he never did a lot of interviews, I don't think fans got to see that side of him, but, um, he was pretty, pretty hilarious, um, character. Um, well, I guess you did some of those, you know, those memes that came out with him you kind of see it like where he tried to give cousins the handshake (laughs) (laughs) like stuff like that you sort of saw it but i still want to know i don't think we ever got an explanation for that one where he's just on the bench seemingly talking to himself just making a variety of (laughs) funny faces yeah yeah i think he i think he got asked about that and i think he said he was actually talking to somebody and i don't remember who but he he made it clear to everybody after that got out that he that somebody was actually sitting off to the side and he was talking to somebody not himself. <laughs> I think he <laughs> tried to get that out there. Yeah, that's a if the Kings aren't going to give us playoff things to get exposure, funny gifts or a yeah. consolation prize, I guess. <laughs> the least they can do. Yeah. But yeah, I had something along the strange line and it completely left my mind, but. Yeah, I was. I've been thinking a lot about the like perception of these players as far as fans go versus who they actually are a lot because of the Michael Jordan documentary. Because he's always been someone to me who had a very calculated image, who wasn't necessarily who he was. That's I've just been thinking about that on like a smaller scale with the Kings, just these guys. Who really care about because Michael Jordan wanted us to think of him as this Space Jam guy. And not that Michael Jordan's a monster or anything, but he's not the Space Jam guy. Right. I've just been thinking about that a lot with regards to these players and their images and how they choose to handle media. Of course, in this, you have Dennis Rodman, who, as entertaining as Boogie might have been in the locker room, I don't, I think it pales in comparison to the entertainment Rodman brought. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Every every player does sort of have their way of dealing with the media, and, and it's different for everyone. Um, a lot of them have, them have it down to a science. They know how to conduct themselves and give all the right answers. Some of them don't know how to, uh, you know, either say things that they mean, but they don't come off correctly. Um, and, and, you know, it's it's – it's tough sometimes to see that from guys because, you know, they don't know how to, some guys just don't know how to uh, express themselves um, like they think they are at the time. And um, it can be stressful for a lot of them. I mean, imagine doing a bad job at work and then you have to walk into a room with a bunch of people questioning about it. So, I mean, I feel their pain sometimes, you know, because <laughs> if you screw up at work, imagining being on TV about it afterward. Um, So, you know, there is a human element and, you know, there are guys that try to portray themselves in different ways. Um, Yeah, it's just different for every player, I think. Some guys are really good with the media and they they play off that and they do it intentionally to try to get, you know, positive coverage about themselves. So, um, yeah, I think each guy has their own way of sort of handling it and managing it. 
I was thinking as you said that about Vince Carter. We're watching him that year here. Just everything he's he's just great at this. He's just you'd ask him a question and he just had this great answer and it seems so effortless. But like you said, other guys, you can see the gears going in their head, and sometimes those gears might not turn the way they're supposed to. Yeah, and especially a guy like Vince, he just has been around so long. He'd done yeah. so many interviews, it's like second nature for him. Uh, we think with him too, like the media scape in 1999 when he came into the league and 2020, he has seen so much change right. in the way the yeah. game's covered because he was in the immediate post-Jordan era. He literally came the season after Jordan retired as a bull. And he's seen yeah. everything that's changed since then. And that's <laughs> yeah. wild. Yeah, what's interesting about him is that he told me at one point that he actually doesn't like the dunk contest. Like, I think because he, he gets asked so much about it, because that's what he's known for the most, that dunk, um, that anytime he gets asked about it, he just rolls his eyes, or he's like, he even says he doesn't like the dunk contest, because I think he was trying to get into broadcasting, or he still is, once he's done playing. And I, I, think, I think I asked him one time if he wanted to cover the dunk contest as a commentator. He's like, Hell no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, it's just interesting. Like, he's probably just been bombarded with questions about it so much that he wants nothing to do with it. Um, I've gotten the feeling, see, I've seen him talk. He has his own podcast, which he used to host with Kent Bazemore, actually, funny enough. But um, he, he talked about that before, and I see it almost like he sees that dumb contest, which he's not a one-hit wonder, but he sees it almost like the way a one-hit wonder band views that song right. that everyone yeah. wants to hear. Classics. When there's other stuff. But yeah, he's he's an interesting dude. He's very different than your typical aging superstar. That's what I've appreciated about him. Yeah, he was always very friendly and open and would be willing to talk to you about pretty much anything. And, and knows basketball obviously very well for how long he's been around and um yeah, he. Uh, I, I think I remember having a conversation with him too about the dunk. Though I did talk to him about it one time about the dunk contest, and I think he said that he that the team didn't want him to actually do those dunks because they were worried <laughs> about him getting hurt. And also, he only did them one time, so I think that's one of the things that he doesn't like about the about the new version of the dunk contest is that you can just keep going, keep retrying the dunk. Because he did that dunk on the first try and then just walked yeah. off. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I, I get the feeling he's not a big fan of like the props and stuff too. The right, yeah. Showmanship. Because he really did. He let the dunk speak for themselves. I mean, he did showmanship too, but the dunk spoke for themselves. There wasn't a mascot on a segue. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think that about covers what we were going to talk about. Was there anything else you wanted to handle, whether it's Kings? Uh, King's Herald, something completely unrelated? Um, no, just want to say thanks to everybody for coming over with us and hope you're enjoying the site. Um, I did want to bring up that we're still um, offering um, as part of what we're just doing to try to help out folks in the area is um, we're offering a free month of advertising to local businesses, um, whether it's on the site or through social media or email newsletter. Um, so, um, if you want to sign up for that, um, email advertising at kingsherald.com, um, and then we can get you going on that. Um, we did, uh, we do have a couple sponsors already. If you saw Carter Imports, 
We've got some awesome olive oil for sale at a discount. Um, and also Fair Oaks Arborist if you're looking to get that tree chopped down that you've been wanting to get rid of. So there's a, we got a couple um, sponsors already signed up for that. You can check them out at carter-imports.com or fairoaksarborist.com. So if you know, if you have a small business or any size business really, but if you have a business or know anybody else um, who may want to advertise on the site, let us know. That extends to the podcast too, I believe. If anyone wants to, yeah, exactly. Yeah, about that. if you want, if you want Brad to talk about your business, let us know. Yeah. Right now, I am not. I am not. I don't have anything, so you're not going to get ads. But ads are actually good for this medium, so we'd love it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, did we talk about the Patreon? Uh, no, we, we just added yet. the link to the Patreon. Yeah, we have a link to, you know, if you're interested in uh, supporting us, the site itself on a monthly basis, we have some tiers there. Um, we're looking to expand what's there pretty soon as far as benefits for that. But there's a button up on the top right of the homepage now for uh, if you want to support us on Patreon. So we're uh, supported by fans and uh, those on the site. So. Um, our, our content's not behind a paywall or anything, so you don't have to worry about that. But if you're interested in helping us out that way, um, that'd be great. And that's something we wanted to stress when we talked about Patreon is the fact that, yeah, you're going to get the King's Herald content. Eventually, maybe there'll be some little things that are Patreon exclusive, but one thing all of us agreed on when we started the Patreon is we don't want we don't want anyone to not be able to get their content because they're not on the Patreon. That's not what we want to do, but we could use the support. Yeah, definitely we could. And yeah, I agree. I mean, the content will always be there, and we want everybody to be able to participate in the in the comments and all that stuff. So, but yeah, if you're able to and want to help us out, that'd be great. That's great. Um, do you want to tell them where they can find you, social media and all that? What, uh, I'm on Twitter at Blake Ellington, and you'll... Find me on the kingsherald.com. So. Which, if you haven't read, I meant to bring this yeah, up earlier, if you haven't read the Jerry it. Reynolds interview, that was Oh, yeah, very, Jerry. Jerry, that guy must be an amazing interview, right? Oh, yeah, he's awesome. Everybody knows he's awesome. But, yeah, he can – his just basketball brain is just so impressive. Um, and he has so many – stories from you know leading going back to the 80s about the franchise and the nba in general is just so many great nuggets of information that he has and uh, it's great to see him still you know around the team and participating in the broadcast and he's got his own uh, uh podcast show now so um great to still have him around and i appreciated him taking the time to sort of be a part of our launch in a way by sitting down with me for those interviews. And he's so good with just, I mean, he has the knowledge and all that, but he's so good at conveying that knowledge too. Just putting it into words. Yeah. Like, there's nothing I mean, worse. It's so especially in a simple, but like, it's like amazing analysts and analysis and just like a really basic form. I mean, that's his, <laughs> that's what he's about. Cause there's nothing worse in a print interview than getting someone who's boring. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And while we're on it, just a special shout out to 
Jerry Reynolds and Jim Cozumore the weird night that kicked off the suspension of the season. They did great job at covering that and keeping us informed and all that. And I don't think I'd said that on here, so I just wanted to say that. Yeah, they did. That was a weird night, definitely. But yeah, um, like I said in the in the interview, it was interesting for him just because he he thought he was going to the arena before they told him to go to the studio in the Bay Area because uh, they didn't want him him or Cozumar down on the concourse because everything had started escalating with social distancing and all that at, at that point. So um, it was kind of unique for him. And so it, it was interesting to hear his side of that night. Well, just if you haven't read it, go back and read that whole interview. Jerry Reynolds, whenever his name's attached to something, I don't want to promote a uh, rival podcast, but listen to his podcast. Jerry Reynolds is involved. Just do it. Jerry Reynolds is the best. There's just no way around it. Completely agree. And uh, just so everybody knows, he's a regular. Uh, I hope he is on King's Herald, but he was on STR. He told me since actually the site started. So he's he's aware of the site and all the commenters. And he always, whenever I talk to him, he says like how much knowledge, not just you know some of the staff has about the team, but also all of the people in the comments. And you know he gets ideas from all of you and enjoys reading everything that not just is written in article form, but also in the comments. So Jerry's watching you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's comforting to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks for joining me, Blake. All right. Thanks for having me, Brad. All right. And that's going to do it for this episode right now. I'm still playing around with when I'm going to release them, all that. So, when I lock down a day, I'll let you guys know. But right now, I'm just kind of winging it and seeing which days do better than other days. All that, because I want to get this out when the most people want to listen. I know right now there's not commutes and stuff. Yeah. Huge for podcasts. But we had decent yeah. listenership for the first episode. Um, I appreciate everyone listening. The Oh, I, I thought you were going to say something. Um, oh, sorry. That, I didn't know if we were still recording or not. <laughs> With that, I will talk to you guys a few days next week, whenever. Thanks for listening, as always. And please like and subscribe, rate, all that. It really helps out. And I will join you guys next time. And I'll stop messing up your outro. <laughs> no, you can't mess up. It's already messed up. 